thousand emotions. Think about how many you hear people talk about. We use about five, right? Happy, stressed, okay, fine and good. That's it. That's all you, if you listen to what you say and what people are saying, that's pretty much it. I'm happy. I'm stressed. I'm okay. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm good. We, we're just so limited in our ability to identify what we are feeling. This is Katie Gordon and you're listening to the Wait Is Over podcast. Welcome health and freedom seekers. Sit back and relax as you come on this journey of overcoming obstacles so you can lose weight, gain health and live the life you've been looking for. Hello listeners and welcome to this week's show. I'm your host Katie Gordon and the wait is over with Dietless Living 360 Degrees. There's no recipes, food regimes, or exercise programs to follow. This is simply about how to take your life back, how to take control, because we all have a voice and we want to be heard. We want to forget about dieting, focus on living, and lose weight. And to do that, we need to create a new mindset, a mindset that gets us over the obstacles and challenges of life and our own unconscious programs, because that's really what's impacting on our weight and health and causing habit relapse. And the purpose of this podcast is to share with you what I learned over 25 years in dieting hell and spending over $100,000 working out how to step into dietless living because nobody should go through that much BS just to learn the skills of losing weight permanently. And today we're talking about emotional eating and building our emotional fitness. So what is emotional eating and emotional fitness? Why is it important? And how does emotional fitness actually help to lead us to weight loss success? Did you know that our greatest source of pain is really that we cannot handle our emotions? Most of us have a really underdeveloped emotional intellect. I know I did. I really, really struggled with um, understanding my emotions and what to do with them and even being able to identify them. And I'll talk about that a little bit more as we go through today's show. But emotional intellect really means that we find it hard to identify to understand, to process, to rationalize or express our emotions in healthy, helpful ways. That is, in ways that bring us joy, in ways that bring clarity into our life, in ways that build connection with the people we're feeling our emotions with, in ways that are helpful to us instead of emotional eating or, you know, because basically we outsource our emotions to other things. We outsource them to alcohol. We outsource them to cigarettes, to drugs, to gambling, to eating, obviously, and just to a myriad of other ways that we process our emotions rather than actually 
expressing our emotions, either clearly to ourselves or to others. And so it comes down to asking yourself the question, are you actually able to identify what the emotion is that you're feeling in any given moment, in it, on any given day, in any given situation? Because it's really important to be able to do that, to be able to identify what you're feeling to yourself and to others. Like that's the real clarity that, that we always hear about is that we need to be able to say to somebody, hey, I'm feeling whatever it is, sad, mad, angry, happy. We generally don't have a hard time saying that we're happy, although sometimes we do because not everybody grew up in environments where happy was allowed. Sometimes happiness is as uh, taboo as any of the other emotions. In fact, sometimes we're, we're more comfortable being angry in environments than we are showing that we're happy. So there's quite a lot of quirky wiring that goes inside of goes on inside of all of us that is to do with our emotional states and being able to identify them for ourselves comes down to what we were uh, taught to do when we were younger like I don't know about you but what I remember from being a child was Emotions aren't something that we're taught. We're not taught them at school. I don't know if we're taught them at school now. But we've also been taught to use one word, one word to express every emotion that we have, every feeling that we have. It's called stress. I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. How are you? Oh, I'm so stressed. I'm so uptight and stressed at the moment. And really, stress is such a blanket word that it has meant that we have lost touch with what what we are feeling, with feelings and emotions, because we just have this one word. Did you know there's, um, this is a really great app that you can get on your phone. It's called the Universe of Emotions. And it was created by a guy, Alan Watkins. He did a great TED Talk as well. You can look him up. But when you get the app, what he has on there, and it's all in um, a universal um, design, so you can kind of go out into the universe and find all these different emotions there. And do you know he has 2,000 2,000 emotions listed in that app. So you can go and kind of work out what you're feeling right down to like a really specific little nuances of what are you feeling? And it is so important to understand that there really are that many emotions. They're still looking for more emotions, like they can add more. 2,000 emotions. Think about how many you hear people talk about. We use about five, right? Happy, stressed, okay, fine and good. That's it. That's all you, if you listen to what you say and what people are saying, that's pretty much it. I'm happy, I'm stressed, I'm okay. How are you today? I'm fine, I'm good. 
we're just so limited in our ability to identify what we are feeling. And it's in that identifying what we feel that leads us to building our emotional fitness. And in building our emotional fitness, we then are able to lead ourselves to better food choices because we're able to identify, hey, I'm feeling, you know, this obscure feeling that I didn't actually know there was even a word for. And this is what I'm feeling. So I don't actually need to eat something because I'm I'm starting to get an understanding of what I'm feeling, which means I'm getting an understanding of what's happening in my life. And perhaps there's something I can actually control here or change that then allows me to move to a a, a new emotional state that is one that's a little bit calmer, which doesn't mean I need to soothe myself with food. It's kind of the long way around, but it really can happen that way. And it can happen really quickly once you get going with building your emotional fitness. It's like building physical fitness. You know, at first you go, oh, I cannot lift 50 kilos at all. And but you start, you start with one kilo and then you build to two and five and, oh, I'm doing 10. Oh, my, look at that. I'm doing 20 kilos. And before you know it, you can build up to 50 kilos. Emotional fitness is very much the same. It just starts with being able to identify. You've got to be able to name it to be able to sort of move yourself out of it because to move yourself out of it often means that you need to change the way that you're thinking, feeling and dealing with life in that moment. And equally, we we really don't understand enough about what's behind emotions, what's driving them. So normally we can go, oh, I'm really stressed. This is happening. I've got too much to do. I've got this going on or something else is happening. You know, we, we can pick these big things that are happening. But this quite a lot of things like that are behind emotional states and the emotional states that we are feeling. And this really is a vast universe as well because it can be anything big from, you know, going through some kind of a change, whether you're moving house, changing jobs, changing relationships, you can even be doing some fun stuff on holidays and traveling because we all know traveling can come with its challenges. You know, there's delays in flights or just simply waiting around in airports for hours, is uh, sitting next to people that we don't want to sit next to on planes, there's crying babies, there's a myriad of things that can happen on a happy holiday that creates spikes in our emotional states. So we're not often aware of these things. We are, but we aren't. You know what I mean? Where we go, oh, my God, I'm, I was stressed. I hated my travel time. I don't know how many people I talk to about, you know, yay, you're excited. Are you excited? Are you, you're going on holidays? And they're like, oh, I've got the flight I've got to get through and this and that. They're already in an unhappy state before they go just because they're projecting forward into what may actually turn out to be a happy time. And even if it's not, 
instead of looking to something and going, that's going to be arduous, we should be looking at something and going, well, that's going to be arduous. What's my plan for dealing with it and getting myself into a happy space rather than what we do is we kind of knuckle ourselves down and hunker in and try and prepare for the worst. Um, Other things that drive our emotional states are obviously conflict and friction. We have neighbours, work, family, friends, things happening at home, all kinds of things there that can drive emotional states. And then we sort of start to get down into some of the more finer details of what can drive emotional states. Clearly, poor sleep. If I get poor sleep, I can turn into a cranky bum pretty damn fast, to be honest. If I'm um, at a low ebb, it's not just one night of a poor sleep, but maybe it's a it's like a compounding thing where a few days might happen where I've worked hard and I haven't had good sleep. And that's a compounding effect of low energy. It's usually low energy rather than lack of sleep that is behind emotional stress that we feel because we are less able to deal with the challenges of life when we have low energy. There's health issues, obviously, financial problems, poor nutrition. If if you're eating a poor diet consistently, you will have poor emotional fitness just by default because your body's not able to cope with things because it's simply not getting the fuel it needs. That includes uh, junk food, alcohol, um, you know, just poor quality food. We have to eat really well. And you could even be eating really well, but if you've got digestive problems due to stress and, um, you know, just other things that are impacting your digestive system, then you can still have poor nutrition because your body's not taking from it what it needs. Uh, Then there's alcohol, cigarettes and drugs. Clearly, these are things that do drive our emotions because again they're putting stress in in the body like in your internal systems you're you're running on a dirty system right so your body's working harder your brain's working harder that starts to create emotional states there's loneliness there's too much to do not enough to do boredom fear phobias threat to safety there's past traumas current traumas There's um, certainly uh, many things inside our body, hormones that, that, you know, change on a given, any given day, especially for women. Medications, there's just life changes as we move through the cycles of life, whether you're man or woman, we change all the time. There's isolation, fear of abandonment, just many, many of our situations in life that are driving more emotional states. And really fear of abandonment, loneliness, isolation, some of those things really come down to not having a good enough emotional fitness and that's why we're feeling those feelings in that moment because isolation is a feeling, it's an emotion. Fear of abandonment, well, that's two. That's fear and the emotion of abandonment. And loneliness is an emotional state as well. So it's kind of being able to identify situation and emotion 
where they are one and the same or whether they're one thing and something else and driving another emotional state. There's social pressures and demands and simply just being in a vulnerable position. And here's some surprising things that you may not be aware of that are constantly driving your emotional states all day, every day. Uh, the food that you're eating, obviously, we've just talked about that, which is just, you know, whether you're eating good quality food, but it's what's in the food, some preservatives, um, additives, some herbs, some spices, there's different things. We have food intolerances and food sensitivities and they get into our body and then they're like upsetting the 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 chemistry that's happening in there and they can give us a real reaction in our body and then we call that stress but really that's not stress that's just being unaware of the sensitivities that we have to food but the thing that is subliminal to us all day every day is marketing marketing is everywhere and it is affecting our emotional states all the time it's either driving us into a negative state through wanting and not having or it's driving us into a fear state by especially, you know, let's just think of the news and, and uh, newspapers, that kind of thing. Social media has gotten clearly a bad rap over uh, time because it really is moving our emotional states into all kinds of places, whether we're aware of it or not. If you're bored or lonely or sad or stressed, and then you get on social media. If you're lucky, you'll read a quote or something that maybe moves you into a better feeling state. But generally, you might go there, but then the next thing takes you down. You've got to be really selective. But you can't just scroll and think you're not being affected by things that you're scrolling past because your brain works in snapshots like that. It knows everything it's seeing. And you can be driving your emotional states without any awareness at all. And of course, there's the voice in our head. It's one of the biggest drivers of our emotional state because it has an opinion about everything that you're living in life. It is the internal driver. Of course, there's all the big things in life, grief, relationship breakups, loss of job, death, illness, whether it's things that are happening to yourself, to others, or even to our pets. These are things that have a big impact on us. There's just general day-to-day -day things that happen. There's traffic, you know, crowds, um, not feeling supported. Perhaps there's uh, maybe you're having a baby or maybe you've just had a baby, you might have a wedding coming up. There's all kinds of things that are happening that are driving our emotional state. And it's not just one emotion that you're feeling at any given time. That's why it's really hard to work out what they are. You've kind of got to sift through. And that's why that Universe of Emotions app is so great because it kind of gives you a a category and there's a, a quite a lot of emotions in there and it kind of helps you to pull apart what you're feeling and it might be three or four things it might be one but it's very good at helping to build your emotional fitness and for me personally I have to say that I I'm a thousand two thousand three thousand percent better than I ever was at my emotional fitness at being able to 
identify what I'm feeling and to be able to move myself through it. But, you know, I'm not where I want to be with them. I want to, it's it's really lifetime work. Ask any monk. That's basically the the their work every day is to overcome their their ego mind their voice and their emotions to be able to be at one with themselves and not pushed around by their emotional states but you know even though I'm not where I actually want to be I can look back to 2011 when I first decided that I was going to conquer my emotional eating and I was thinking about how I was going to do that. And that's when I realized I need to really get up close and personal with my emotional states. And I literally printed out A4 pieces of paper with um, emoticons on them so that I could look at the pictures because I was really having trouble. Like I really was struggling to go, what am I feeling? And so I had a few different pictures that I could look at and there were illustrations in different ways and I could kind of look at the faces and go okay well that face looks like what I feel what's that emotion and that's how I started to develop my own emotional fitness and awareness and then of course I moved on to the emotions of the universe app because that was just wow 2000 emotions and it was just amazing to look through there and try and work out what I'm feeling. And that really changed emotional eating. And that was a big part of getting on top of my weight and losing weight without dieting. It wasn't all of it, but it was a part of it. And the other part is really about mastering the voice in your head. And that's special skills that we need to develop because we're not taught that. So just think about now, on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you actually rate your ability to accurately identify the emotions that you're feeling? Are you a 10? Like is that 10 being the worst, 1 being the best? It doesn't matter which way you run the scale. Which end of the scale are you at? Are you really like, yeah, I'm a master? Or I haven't got a clue. Like find where you're at and then decide what it is that you want to do next. If you're at the worst end, what is it that you're going to do to start to build your emotional intelligence, your ability to identify your own emotions? So your mission this week, should you choose to accept it, is to just check in with yourself throughout the day, every day, at least 10 times a day and just ask, what am I feeling? And name the emotion as best you can. Now, naming emotions actually might come down to colours. Some people I know use colours. Oh, I feel very much purple today. I'm feeling a bit orange. You know, I feel like sunshine. I feel like a snowy day. Everybody has a different way of naming emotions. But if you can use words, that's good because that's really quite specific. And again, if you go to that app, you'll find a bunch of words that will help you with that. And just get better at identifying your emotions. And in other episodes, we'll go into other ways that you can then build your emotional fitness. Because this is really just key to leading a happy, healthy life and losing weight. 
And thank you for watching or listening today. If you want more help with this, do just book in for a private session. Let's just get it done this week because life is for living. And an ounce of adjustment is always easier to implement than 20 pounds of change. It's time to enjoy the life you've been looking for.